What are you drinking? I'm drinking kombucha. I thought you were on a fucking stubby bottle of beer there. I was like, Jesus, calm, <laughs> calm down, dude. Like, it's fucking half nine in the morning. <laughs> I was like, all right, settle the um, nerves there. <laughs> okay. On this week's topic, we're talking alcoholism <laughs> and drinking at 9 30 in the morning. You're probably listening on some podcast provider which has told you the name of this podcast it's straight talking mental health and believe it or not that's exactly what we're going to do straight talk mental health my name is alan clark and uh, despite what you may hear over the next episode i am actually a psychotherapist <laughs> you'll find it hard to believe when you hear me talking if you've been listening to the previous 50 you know what i'm about by now and ordinarily I'm not the guy doing the introductions. Peter Dunn is. Peter Dunn has stepped back. He's taken a little bit of a sabbatical because he's fucking lazy, as he tells us. Uh, but joining me today and uh, stepping in for a little while is Michelle McGuire, a.k.a. Slippy Helen. <laughs> Hello. That name will never leave me. <laughs> that, no, not with me. You want to tell people why, why I call you Slippy Helen? Um Okay, it's a very long time ago. In fact, I'm really bad. <laughs> it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually very bad at mental arithmetic, so I couldn't even tell you how long ago it was, but I reckon I was in my early 20s. Mm. And I'm in my early to mid to late 30s. So. <laughs> early to mid to late 30s. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, but I accidentally was in the nightclub one night drunk. And I met a mutual friend of ours called (laughs) Conor O'Connell. And he said, here, we're doing a play with the Silicon Thomas players and our lead female character has dropped out. Would you have any interest? And of course, I was a (laughs) fucking rebel. So I thought, (laughs) pretty sure I can act. (laughs) Of course I I can. I'm fucking Meryl Streep. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, "Um, absolutely. I'll definitely help you out. You're a mate in need. I'm all over that. Then, of course, forgetting that Conor O'Connell doesn't drink and was obviously going to remember this. And <laughs> I woke up then and I was like, what in the fucking good God if I signed myself up to now last night? And I didn't I really didn't want to be one of those people that like messages and goes, do you know the way I said I do that last night? <laughs> I was drunk and I'm taking it back. <laughs> drunk so Michelle like, said she would. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Michelle like, has other ideas. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, right, I'm just going to have to own this shit now and do it. And that's where we met. You played... Johnny Patteen. No, no, I was, I was, uh, it was, uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, it is, uh, it was the cripple of Inish Man, was it? Yeah, was that not your character's name? No, no, I was Babby Bobby. Oh, Babby, yes. Babby Bobby Bennett. Yeah. And <laughs> for I anyone unfamiliar, uh, it was a Martin McDonough play. Martin McDonough that people know from In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, yeah. uh, etc. Uh, he started out as a playwright. Uh, very dark humour. Um, his parents are Irish, isn't it? He used to visit Ireland. He'd spend his summers over here and stuff like that. So he had a. Is he not Irish though? Yeah, and I think he grew up in England, um, as oh, far okay. as I know. But so he kind of had that, I think that outsider view of Ireland. But spent so much time here, so it was usually a good uh, cutting commentary on the the sort of the likes here, John B. Keane kind of plays and stuff like that, mm. but done with a very black humour. So if you've seen In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, <laughs> just transfer that kind of thing onto a yeah. play set in Connemara. And uh, that's, we that's what you get. We were very lucky, actually, to be able to do that because not long after that In Bruges and all that came out and he became quite famous and all the rights were pulled to those things. No, so what, what, no, what happened there apparently was... Or you had to pay a load of money to be able to do it. N- no, uh, he pulled the rights to the cripple because apparently, um, so it was on the amateur drama circuit, 
and there's a scene the whole thing bases the Cripple Finish Band is what was his name uh, Cripple Billy he's crippled and then he's he's trying to he wants to go off to Hollywood does he want to go off to America to be an actor or something like that was it or there's a film I can't I can't remember anyway but he goes off and the whole at the end is he's gone off to America or something like that Um, and apparently some group had put in this big Kaylee scene they'd inserted a new scene or something like that Um, and apparently that's why the rights were pulled to it because someone acted the bollocks apparently apparently because I've done I also done um, I also done The Lonesome West Yes, uh, which is uh, yeah, I played the priest, um, that or Welsh, 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 um, and so that that went ahead. But as far as I know, that's the reason that they pulled pulled the rights of that because someone acted the bollocks. Um, so that's that's how we met, and I think that's was, how we met back in my acting days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my it, it, was it your acting years? day? Was it? Yes. <laughs> was the, yeah, yeah. Your one 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 jaunt oh, into to the I, world of theatre. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Like, I, I'm really proud of myself that I did it, mm. but I'd never do it again. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, you were a baby back then, weren't you? Yeah. Remember I sent you a picture there not so long ago. I came up as a memory for me yeah. and I sent it on to you. I was like, yeah. oh my God, you're like a fucking yeah. child. I know, yeah. Pigtails and all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what do I know about mental health? Absolutely nothing. I'm not um, qualified in any way, shape or form. <laughs> to talk about mental health but I am probably qualified to talk about my own mental health experiences which sadly I've experienced it all Mm. counsellors psychotherapists CBTs psychiatrists psychologists public and private health system Mm. so I do have some experience what what, what brought you into those worlds what what brought you into visiting Um, all of those people (laughs) Well, I guess I have anxiety and depression and probably a bit PTSD as well. And um, I know now that it probably started when I was very young as a child. Um, probably started having panic attacks when I was eight or nine years of age. But of course, wow. I didn't know that there were panic attacks at that mm. stage. I mean, I've only just all discovered this very recently through mm. counselling, you know, so it's mm. all a new experience. Um, and then looking back, I guess I've. I've realized I've always probably have had anxiety from that. So it probably stems from I was bullied quite badly as a child because my family moved to the UK when I was very young. I was maybe two or three. I'm not, I'm not sure. And um, so when we lived in the UK, I was a paddy, you know, mm, mm. <laughs> so I was bullied quite badly there. And I remember like having a counseling session there. I don't know, maybe last year and coming home and speaking to my mum because I remember my mum saying that it was really bad but and she'd like moved me around loads of schools but I just thought, do you know what, young mum, first kid, she was overreacting. Mm. And so I remember asking her and I was like, was it really bad? She's like, it was really bad. Yeah, she's like, it was violence and everything. I was like, oh, oh my God. She's like, it was horrendous, Michelle. Like I just, my heart was broke. I was constantly moving you from schools. And then, Obviously, when we moved back to Ireland, then mm. I was English. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, sw- I guess I learned to speak in the UK, so I had an English accent um, for a long time because I never realised. And you I have had. a mum. You don't have a fucking mum down I in Tipperary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it probably all stems from that, and then you know, start other traumatic things that happen along the way in your life. But I'm very much in the middle of my mental health journey. Like I'm. I'm learning a lot, like I'm currently seeing a psychiatrist because I guess last year maybe my GP put me on medication and I just fucking felt like a slug, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
do you know, and I was like, you know, this isn't working. And then I said, look, can I just come off this medication? She was like, yeah, okay, we'll wean you off. And then um, she started the weaning process, but I suffered really, really bad withdrawal withdrawal symptoms yeah, from the, yeah. the medication. And I just thought, okay, this is a month long, um, uh, it's going to take a month to wean off these. So I just have to tough out this situation until we get to the end of the month and then I'll be fine. But like, that's not how it worked. It was all so grim. Like, I'll never forget it. But I um, Anyway, what did that look like for you at the time? What, what did oh, that was such a nausea. Like? I mean, I couldn't even stand up. Horrendous dreams. Jeez. I couldn't look at my phone. Um, I remember I was living in Cork there for a while. And I remember my housemate mm. was a vet in the practice I worked with, and I went up with her to do a call one night. And I remember on the way back in the jeep, I was just going, "Oh my god!" And I just got in the door and va- like it was just horrendous. Oh, it was just horrendous. And of course, I shouldn't have suffered like that. You know, I should have rang my doctor. But I was like, no, no, I just have to get through this. Yeah, 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 write it out. <laughs> um, so then obviously when I did go back to the doctor, because I also became quite unwell, I had something called like rebound syndrome, you know, where you just become really, really unwell from the reduction in your medication. Wow. And so she was like, let's stay on that for a while. So I'm still on it. So I just said to her, look, any chance of a referral there to a psychiatrist because <laughs> any, any chance <laughs> what have you got there will you, will you send us on to an old uh, what do you call them lads <laughs> like I just felt and my GP is very good but like mm, I just felt like if you down. don't ask right oh yeah, yeah. You're, that, my GP will keep medicating me for the rest of my natural life mm, unless mm. I I say right I feel better or um, you know and nothing was changing and I suppose my symptoms at the minute are that I'm just experiencing extreme fatigue. So, like, I suppose as a result of the medication, I don't experience a huge amount of emotions. I'm pretty mm. much dead from the eyebrows down. I'm <laughs> 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 only joking. It depends on the day of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I, yeah, like, I wouldn't be ex- pretty happy or that. Like, I'm not sad or you know I, I'd see a lot of clients with that with that are on antidepressants that they can yeah. get into that state of just meh um, and, don't really feel anything yeah yeah, and that's actually worse and a lot of, a lot of clients yeah. I'd see would ask, ask the doctors like I want to come off this like like at least when I was feeling shit I was feeling something and then exactly. there was the odd day yeah. where, I, where I felt something but now I'm feeling nothing I mean, I don't really mind it because I was very traumatized two years ago, so I had enough of feeling stuff for a while. Mm. But I, um, what the way it kind of um, it, it is for me is that I have maybe three days a week where I'm functioning quite well and I can get about my day, and then I have to sleep solid for two, and that's just not conducive to adult life. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, or to working, or um, so. And I've actually read someone told me. May have been to or one of those authors has similar type of depression. Anyway, someone told me that when I was explaining my situation. So, mm. I think if you're yeah. Irish and a writer, you have to be fucking depressed. <laughs> I, I think that comes with the uh, that comes yeah, with sure. the job. What do you want to yeah. be, writer? Are you depressed? Uh, no, uh, you can't be. Well, what was this? Uh, was it actually as we talk about Martin McDonough? Uh, was this uh, Seven Psychopaths? Um, and. Sam Rockwell says something like, you're Irish and you're a writer, you're an alcoholic, you're a fact. <laughs> it was yeah. basically, yeah, you, you have no fucking hope. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I think a lot of creative people, though, do suffer because they're introspective, aren't they? Yeah, I th- and I think that feeds yeah. into it. It's, 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 it's probably a bit of a double-edged sword yeah. that, that that thing that makes you so good at what you do is as a result of 
what I call the dark nights of the soul, you know, where yeah. you're, you're forced to turn inwards. And unfortunately, they don't last for a fucking night. <laughs> they last yeah. for many nights. <laughs> yeah. So that's my story anyway. But and I guess motivation is a huge thing then for me, you know, and I think. Mm. Which is what we're going to talk about today. And I think about it a lot and I think a lot of people are suffering at the moment. I think it's a big problem for people with mental health and wellness like myself mm. and I think it's a big issue for everybody at the minute because of lockdown and COVID and you know um, how do you combat it like what's the you know, and then what effect does that have on your you know that cycle then that you get into of procrastination which yeah exactly and particularly into a cycle of feeling shit yeah and particularly around as I was going to say that particularly around depression because it just feeds into this feeling of self-hatred um, yeah. I remember seeing a meme there recently and it was just a text one and it was like uh, me and then it was like the semicolon and nothing brain nothing me nothing brain hate yourself okay <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah. that's so powerful I know yeah. yeah like it's so powerful yeah um, and that was one thing I actually realised because I, I I wouldn't have felt that I had a bit of, a, you know, an issue with self-worth, but I, I clearly mm. do. You know, mm. all Irish people do. Yeah, because we're, yeah. Well, you and I, we're the generation, we're we're older millennials, I guess, because we're of the, we remember before technology and after it. Unfortunately, you know. <laughs> um, Michelle, I remember a fucking long time before technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. Like, there was none, you know, when I was a kid. Um, I'd never ask a lady her age, but I know what age I'm I am. I'm 36. I'll be yeah. 37 in July. That's nah, alright. You're fucking flying along, man. I'm 44. I mean, I feel like I'm 21, so it's grand. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's but you're only as old as the person you feel. <laughs> what was the point? I felt like I had a very profound point to make there. Can't remember what it was. What was I saying? Uh, pre-technology. We're of an age of pre-technology. Self-hatred and... Uh, oh, yeah, that was my point. I didn't, mm. you know, I would have felt that I probably had, a, you know, a good th- self-worth. But our generation, I guess, we weren't taught self-worth because we we had this real bad, like, look at your one she, she thinks she's great. Yeah, notions. Everyone that listens oh, to us knows our fucking... Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at your one she, she's spending an hour doing her makeup. Like, it was just so... Fucking loves toxic. herself. She fucking yeah. loves oh, herself, that one. Oh, look at this one coming down the road. Doesn't she fucking love herself? Yeah. So toxic, disgusting, and, like, it's so ingrained in our psyche. So mm. one... I was seeing a counsellor down in Cork. He was a bit of an absolute hate case, actually. I think he probably re-traumatised me in some <laughs> oh, other ways. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I'm not joking you, but... He actually did like this kind of, I don't know, weird hypnosis section where bit where he brought me like to meet myself as a child. Mm. Yeah, have you ever heard of that kind of thing? Where a, bit like, of you know, a bit of regression. A bit of regression therapy. Just like, yeah. You know, and just think back to your your child, your house, your childhood house and you see yourself coming out and, you know, you introduce yourself and you take your, your little self takes you off to show you your room and all that and your house and then you take her to show your house now and you show her your car and mm. show her all the nice things you have and you say this is all going to be yours when you get bigger and then you tell her that you love her and all that and I was like that was really weird I was like oh my god when you envision yourself as a child like mm. much, you realize then how little compassion you actually have for yourself yeah, as an yeah, adult yeah. Um, and I was that was I mean, I still haven't worked it out. Mm. I still have that brain. You're a fucking idiot. Why did you do that in 2006? 
you know, there was mm. no need to have that conversation. So there's, a, there's a firmly embedded inner critic in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually funny. So, I had a couple of... No, sorry, go ahead. No, but I was just going to say, so I think that, that we all have a bit of that and I think that's another big issue with the motivation. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I was, I was just going to say I had a couple of clients there during the week and, well, one, unfortunately, you know, it's a very young girl, she's 21, 22. She's, uh, she's a lovely, lovely young girl. Uh, but like that, very much, you know, we actually had the discussion yesterday, you know, people might see her looking at her, checking herself out in the mirror, like, going, oh, she fucking loves herself. Like, she, the vanity, like, but she's, yeah. like, looking for faults and, like, she sees herself as so flawed that she's yeah. like, oh, my God, I have to make sure that, you know, my hair is okay. I have to make, like, it's not vanity. It's not total insecurity. Yeah. And, but uh, I see it in the younger generation. Ah, they're fucked. They're no, fucked. But, but I this think Instagram that generation. But I think that they've got a level of self-confidence that is unknown to us. Like, if you see, like, I would see cousins, I would be the eldest of cousins on my mom's side. You mm. know? So I've got cousins who are ki- small kids. And I would see, you know, the ones in maybe their early 20s now. I mean, they'd have no problem if they go out somewhere and they've got like a really nice coffee and they're looking lovely and taking a selfie in public. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. would be fucking stage five mortified. Oh, I'd yeah, yeah. To do yeah. any <laughs> selfies or... Stage five mortified. <laughs> you know I mean? I would just yeah, 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 anyone yeah. fucking see me taking this selfie. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and if I've got to do any like talking to the camera for a vet space or anything like that, I'm like in the car hiding on a fucking street yeah. like a big weirdo. Yeah. Why? Nobody cares. But that's ingrained in me. Whereas mm. I would see my younger cousins just in all their freedom of taking a selfie, looking yeah. gorgeous in public. And I envy it. I'm like, oh, totally. Love yeah. to be that free. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's, a, you know, I think the danger in that though as well is that it's all that external validation, like, you know, um, for the likes, for the comments, for the. Of course. You know, and that's that's sad in and of itself. But as you said, yeah, they have, and they have no qualms. Like, if they'll fucking whip it out at the drop of a hat and the, the straight away, straight into yeah. the pose, they know the way to hold themselves, and then bang. You know, like, the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a fucking gunslinger just there twitching the finger at the fucking, ho- at the holster and <laughs> selfie. It's an back, form, back, yeah, selfie. phone back in the purse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't perfected it as, you, as people will see if they see me putting up pictures on the on the podcast and stuff like that. <laughs> but who's this awkward-looking bastard? <laughs> I know it's so hard. Like it's um, it's yeah. very it's very hard to do, and people think that you're you, when you do it that it's easy to do, but it's actually not. Like you know, my friend Hales and I we've our own podcast. Obviously, yeah, so. tell us about that one for people like, who don't know. Michelle was on. You're on many, many moons ago. Yeah, uh, you're one of one of our early one of our early interviews. You, you spoke about we had John kind of talking about work life and what it's like um, in the veterinary about, world. Yeah, mental health um, in the veterinary industry, and because um, you all love killing yourselves. <laughs> yeah, veterinary professionals <laughs> High degree. More times my more likely to die by suicide. Um, mm. There's a lot of research in other countries, not in Ireland, but I actually only heard yesterday that. Veterinary Council of Ireland are going to do a huge, big survey this year. So that's really good because we need that information. But I also talked about it. So I had a panic attack in a hotel and took too much Xanax. <laughs> that was funny. My mother had to put my socks on my feet. So that was fun for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, so Hazel, my friend Hazel and I have our, a podcast called Vet Space Ireland. How did that come about? about? I wanted to do a podcast. I was looking for a veterinary podcast and I was 
not very well myself at the time. I was maybe recovering from not being very well. And I wanted, I needed something maybe creative or I'm not very creative, but I needed something to do. You know, like I need to feel like I'm doing something worthwhile or make a difference. So I asked Hazel, I said, look, would you have any interest in doing a podcast? And she was like, absolutely. Um, Now, our podcast is very much based on people's journeys. It's not like clinical now we literally Good. have just launched small clinical bites but they're separate mm. the main podcast they're shorter they're little tidbits the um the main podcast is about people's journey so what it is because the other part apart from the mental health side of it inventories people are leaving the profession quicker than they're coming mm, into yeah, it. yeah so yeah. there will be no vets in 10 years if we don't do something so uh we talk about how people got into veterinary and why how they're still in it, what they do to have good job satisfaction and stuff like that. I've, I've um, had a good few veterinary <laughs> clients. I, I current, currently have one. and Yeah, yeah I'd say uh, so. I wouldn't be surprised. And I know, well, i probably coming out the back of it now, but spring season coming into that and yeah. the fucking toll that takes. You're on call, you could be out call the middle all of the night. night, you could be out for hours, you could be out for the whole night, you're back on call the next night and yeah. Yeah, the spring load in Ireland is very intense. It doesn't really, they don't really have that in other countries as much as we do here. Mm. Um, so that's another factor. But so we ended up, so we said we'd start the podcast and then we were petrified, of course, because we both have a bit of anxiety. <laughs> and we were like, do you know what? If we help one person, you know, if one person gets something from it, that's enough. And mm. we kind of tell ourselves that every day. But I mean, it's very hard. Like people think, oh, you just get out and you do it and it's no bother to you. And it's like, no, like you didn't see the absolute anxiety attack I was having before that and Hazel had to talk me off a ledge. Yeah. But you didn't see the day that Hazel was bawling afterwards because we made some mistake. Like it, it is hard, like it's hard work, but it's good. It's good for, for me and it's good for her because it means that even on my shit days, sometimes I have to get up, wash myself. <laughs> Mm. Put a, brush my hair and maybe mm. tell people about our new article or our new podcast on Instagram so even that little thing um, is a little bit of a motivating yeah. factor for me yeah, there you go that, that was a nice segue we're not ready to get into it yet so we'll uh, <laughs> but I like it I like, like it yeah. I did like that yeah <laughs> uh, you're very good uh, uh, yeah so for anyone that's just checking in now hopefully Michelle's bringing some new listeners and all of that kind of thing and there's always new listeners what we usually do is you have a bit of a check in what's been going on with you how you're feeling that kind of thing so what's what's been going on with you this week or? Um, I was working at the beginning of the week and I was a bit I was a bit busy in my head and I was working from home yesterday kind of doing vet space stuff and today I'll be doing more of that and some other work and I'm back to work tomorrow but nothing else you're like it's pandemic living yeah. you know? the four girls would you be doing <laughs> yeah I started doing couch to 5k with my sister because I've oh, yeah. been morbidly obese since last year or since lockdown <laughs> is that an accurate <laughs> statement well I gained five stone so yeah it's a lot and my cholesterol is fucking through the roof so the doctor's having a chat with me she's like up on this heart disease in your family so um <laughs> yeah i started doing that with my sister two weeks ago but my shins were in bits because my runners were old so i got mm. new runners so i'm excited about that <laughs> <laughs> that'll make all the difference <laughs> like I'm, like a child it's like like james like james goes around you know and, and every child does yeah these got that's i'm running fast get me new shoes I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm super fast and super fit any day now with these new runners 
<laughs> um, but other than that no not much what about you how was your sake. well I'm feeling bad now because Peter was all into the fucking fitness and stuff and now you're doing a couch to fucking 5k and I'm like fuck the laddies like <laughs> well hey let's not get carried away like I've done about three or four sessions and I, I'm I'm a quitter like I love I always say don't put off till tomorrow what you can cancel today <laughs> just, just cancel now just not do I it now very easily quit that very soon but no I'm going to try and stick to it <sighs> I have to do something like you well, know and, it, and is it, it the doctor recommended or is it just your own concerns around your health? Oh, I mean, the doctor has recommended it a lot every mm. time I'm up there. She's like, it's the story with your weight. I'm like, I eat like a savage. <laughs> I love Basic the biology. I take in calories. I don't burn them off. Yeah. <laughs> and I like You're a fucking doctor. How do you not know this? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I like kebabs and I've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. The great, so, the great um, thing about having you on is you've actually fucking seen stuff. <laughs> I used to get, I get so pissed off at people say, oh, did you see this? Nah, I didn't see that. I see Star Wars. Oh, nah, i never seen it. Godfather, never seen oh it. Oh my God. Seen this film, never seen it. Never seen it. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm against humanity. Well, no, it's not. I actually prefer when people who are not into Star Wars don't watch it because... I hate when, when you know they're not going to like it. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Watch it, they're yeah, like, yeah. it's shit. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you, no. <laughs> <That's shit. laughs> you know, fuck off. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, what's been going on with me? Yeah, I'm just walking around, just working. I am fucking flat out. Uh, it's it's just total silly season out there, like, you know. I get, I expect that you've seen, have you seen an increase now in your clients since the pandemic? Yeah, well, I, I've always. I'm always fairly, I'm always busy, um, but now it's to the point where the phone's ringing and in my head I'm going, fuck off, or the emails are coming in, or texts are coming in, and I'm getting referrals from Chuck Dara, and it's like, Jesus Christ, like, well, it's just, like, it's 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 ridiculous, like, um, like, first, first lockdown, uh, clients dropped off a bit, I had enough, I had enough to keep going, the bills were paid, that kind of thing, um, and I think the novelty of that and I think the fear that was there to start uh, I had a few clients that were uh, had been coming in to see me and was like oh can we do phone or can we do video session and I'm like yeah that's, that's grand and then as the second lockdown approached it's like uh, are you still able to see clients yeah uh, am I able to come in yeah oh thank fuck oh thank god for yeah. that yeah they, they knew they knew they weren't getting it as much uh, yeah. via phone or via video um and there was some cl- there were some clients I had that I was literally the only person they saw. Yeah, I'm mean, so sad. I was mm. that was that was me in the first. That is sad. Time. Imagine I'm the only person you fucking see for fifty minutes a week. Like <laughs> I'd end up apologizing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. This is the extent of your human contact. <laughs> it really made me feel for um older people, you know, because I like lockdown number one. I was here by myself and mm. it was absolutely shit mm. and I was working from home and the, I was working for a pharmaceutical company at the time and the workload just doubled you know because we weren't on the road so they were like okay now you're going to learn fucking everything mm. in the one day do you know because they were like let's capitalise on this um, and it was just such tough going like you were literally at your computer from nine to half five and didn't see a sinner and then it was the unknown you know the, un- the fear of the unknown mm. um, and I just remember thinking god but at least you know, I will Skype my friends and we'll have a few drinks on Friday and, I, you know, I'm not totally, like, I'm grand. And it just made me really feel bad for, like, elderly people who were by themselves and couldn't see people. I just, yeah. like, my heart bled. I was like, 
imagine how terrified they are and also they're the most vulnerable mm. I was like they must be so terrifying um, but yeah I could have done with a fair bit of counselling myself <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how, how has your experience of counselling been overall um, you need a good one I've had quite a few counsellors yeah mm-hmm. well, you haven't found a really <sighs> good one really then probably I really like yeah <clears throat> maybe not yet um I mean, I've spent every red cent I have on my mental health. Do you know what I mean? Like that's because I suppose I'm quite introspective and I, mm. I, I'm i aware now that for the last few years that I've been unwell and that I need to fix it. And I don't want this to be my life. Yeah. You know? Um, This being not this minute, but, you know, the overall fatigue and whatever that goes with it. I mean, I don't have panic attacks anymore. Touch wood. That's great. Mm. Like I used to have those a few years ago. Um, but... Yeah, like, I found some aspects of some counsellors good and then others, not that I never found them bad. Or I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you see, again, I'm very impatient. So I want to be <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That doesn't, yeah. that's not how it Forget works. Hey, clients like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come, on, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I was like, it doesn't work because that I'm, way. Particularly I'm, clients with anxiety. Yeah, because yeah, I'm quite logical as well. I'm like, look, the way I see this is you're the professional you, I come tell you the problem. You tell me how to fix it, and I follow the instructions. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. should work. But like, it's not really Sorry, like dude. that, is it? No, no. no. So, I it's mean, the good because it's, it's made a me, journey. Yeah, it's made yeah. me learn an awful lot of things about myself, and made me understand um, why I am the way I am, I guess, mm, mm. and how I react to things, and. So yeah, I think everybody should do it. Do you know? Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. I don't I think agree. you should have to feel like you've got mental um, health and wellness to go for counselling. Mm-hmm. I think just to be generally well adjusted in your life and to make sure things are not affecting you and that you're living your best life. Yeah. yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah. That you're absolutely living your best life that once a month, if you're generally in good mental yeah 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 i mean I, month or a couple of times a year just to check in and see yeah. how you're doing I, I still i still go every two weeks like you, you know. have to go though do you as no well? no no I, I had to go as part of my core training so i had 50 hours of personal therapy as part of my degree and i did another 20 or 25 as part of my master's but i always kept it up um you know i kind of I, I, and i've said it on the podcast before i i treat it as you know i wouldn't sell a product i don't use Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. You know, and like I was, uh, something come up in, in therapy last week and I was crying. I mean, I'm fucking, I'm fairly well rounded. Like, and I've, and I've yeah, yeah. you know, but like at, you know, probably the point I'm at, like I am digging, like I'm fucking, you know what I mean? I'm getting into the weeds, man. I'm fucking, I'm down there. There's me and fucking archaeologists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've dug back around to myself. <laughs> but that's you know but that's it is like everyone thinks and actually i remember one of the things when i did my masters and there was a lot of resistance from a few people in my class the the class was a mix of there was teachers my my masters in child and adolescent psychotherapy yeah so there was uh kind of social workers there was teachers and a lot of therapists and you know i remember a few of the therapists in there being very resistant to to go on to therapy i i did my therapy i did my therapy as part of my as part of my degree as part of my core training you don't want to pick the scab it's like and, and i'm going we're doing a master's in child and adolescent psychotherapy. You think some shit isn't going to come up? Like, 
Yeah. You know, you think you just you stopped being fixed or you you know, that was it. Yeah. Oh yeah, on, on my last session there, on my fiftieth session there as part of my degree, that was it. I was I was all sorted then. I remember we had um we had Johnny Crowder on, on the Cope Notes, how to cope episode. And Johnny Johnny had a great one of something like um you know, if if your teeth are you know, if you got your teeth and they're sparkling white, you don't look at them and go, Okay, I'm never gonna brush my teeth again. You know, you maintain them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really good. Actually. It's a good one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's actually really interesting that you say that about the therapist because I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about you know she's worked in maybe social care for a really long time, mm. and she, she was talking about maybe a career change in the future. Yeah, yeah, you know? some said, burnout there. Would you ever think about doing psychology? Because I said you're very um, introspective and you're very, um, you know thoughtful and you're, she's very aware of people's behavior and you know she's a great person to talk to like if i need to talk to a friend i'll phone her up and be like mm. i behaved like this and i don't know why mm. can you help me figure that out because mm. unlike me do you know what i mean um and she was like you know i would she said I, I do find it very interesting she said however i have three friends she said who did it in the last 10 years she'll say one is absolutely fine and you know grant but the other two she said it really changed their lives and I said for the bad and she was like well maybe they wouldn't say for the bad she said but like it damaged relationships maybe in their family or with friends or maybe mm. not damaged but ended or something yeah and she's like and I said oh okay and she said and I'm kind of happy not picking the scab on my life right now <laughs> you know? it's all going rosy so yeah. everything's fine so I suppose that you probably do have to take that into account that you may be when you learn more about yourself and why you do things that you might realize that people some people in your life treat you badly yeah you know, absolutely i i, I just unaware of it yeah i always describe it to clients like this is the matrix you know you yeah. take the blue pill or the red pill because once your eyes are open you can't unsee this stuff like you can't yeah. unsee well actually your parents are toxic you can't unsee that you're in an abusive relationship you can't unsee your friends use you yes <laughs> you know yeah. you never hear from your friends unless you know they're, they're gaining something from you and yeah. you know well and then you're faced with okay well do i maintain this do i try and cut this person out of my life do i try and set a boundary in place and usually the people that have issues with a boundary being set are the people that benefit from there being no boundary oh absolutely you know and now they don't want to fucking know you so it is, yeah. it's, you know, it's not uncommon to lose friends or to, to fall out with family members or, you know, yeah. to cut off from people. So, yeah, I would certainly, yeah. certainly relate to and that. And it's very yeah. interesting. And I would always, I think I, I, I'm probably very lucky with the circle of people that I would surround myself with. Mm. We're all very like-minded and no one causes me any anxiety, really. Mm. But I have had people in my life who did and I had to, it took me so long. Yeah, yeah. Most of my yeah. life to know yeah. that. You know, for me to go, why does this person make me feel anxious? Why am I always on the defensive when I'm around? Mm -hmm. They're not actually saying anything bad to me, but it's, I can't even describe it to this day. It's every single thing. To, for me to go, you know what? I'm going to see you maybe once to twice a year only because I absolutely have to. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just nimitting that. that yeah. And that could be yeah. family members as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know if I were out with mum, I've been hanging out with her too much. So I'm just <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. That's probably unsound. I hope my mum doesn't listen to this because I love yeah. you, mum. Really how, how are you, Mammy, Mammy, yeah. Mammy McGuire? I'm not saying it's you, mum. I'm saying yeah. it's likely that it's me. You know? Michelle's not saying it's you. I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I always blame the parents. <laughs> no, it's actually funny. I was listening to um, one an old episode of the Blind Boy podcast there. The other day, I don't know if you listened to it. He said, I thought it was interesting because he said kind of that, but he was like, you when you go into counselling and you go into therapy or psychotherapy or whatever, like you're you're looking back at your past because you always have to look at your childhood. And he's like, and it's not necessary to assert blame, but it's to mm. find understanding. Yeah. You go, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because I think when you start blaming people, that becomes a bit unhealthy as well. You're like, why the fuck did you let me do that? Or why mm. did this happen? You know, and mm. that then becomes a cycle of yeah, yeah, negative yeah. as well. Yeah. It? So it's like understanding, totally. I suppose. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the check-ins. Smiles and riles. What's got your smiling this week, dude? Um, this new kombucha drink. Yeah. You're drinking out of a brown, what looks like a brown stubby bottle of beer <laughs> at 10 o'clock um, in the morning. And every time you take a drink out, I'm like, um, you think I'm on the sauce. Yeah. What is it? I, it's, I ordered this online. It's actually made in silence by, um, Barry Flanagan and his wife, Ola. Oh, now, yeah, I only I came across right. this day. So I started like, basically I've had some abdominal discomfort and bloating for the last year because they eat like a savage. <laughs> Um, and Kebabs I do that, Michelle. Yeah, and I just don't really exercise, and I never really had that. So I read some her somewhere that kombucha is good and it's got probiotics. What is it? What's kombucha? What is, is that? The, um, is that the a, thing, or is that just the name of it? Is that the ingredient? So or what it is is it's fermented green tea, and through the process of fermentation, it be, it, it be, you know what else is fermented. Like, Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. So if you make it yourself at home, it can ha- have alcohol. Yeah. Like I think the ones that they make, they kind of remove it or whatever. But it's um, it's got caffeine and all that. But it um, so then it contains probe naturally. Then it's a probiotic and it mm. contains like polyethanols, which help remove bad cells from your body. Mm. So um, there's no there's very limited research on kombucha. This creative mm. thing, right? Mm. There's some really good research in rats at the minute, but what it contains, like probiotics and polyethanols, we we know that there's there's good evidence. I don't work for these people. Why do you yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Michelle I, has an affiliate I, link <laughs> posted no, I below. <laughs> um, I act. The funny thing is, is that I actually just took this notion one day because I saw it in my local shop, and I was like, mm. I'm going to try it. I've heard about mm. it. I'm bloated. I'm so uncomfortable all the time, and look. I don't know if it's the placebo effect or if it's my head. Placebo but I feel effect works. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's, that's so I then found, I could never find it in the shop. So then I realized that um, Barry Flanagan makes this. And then I was like, mm. I'm going to buy that in line. And I can deliver it to my door in a box, delighted and it's delicious. <laughs> Happy days. And I'm not bloated. And I have yeah. very little abdominal discomfort right now. Good. Excellent. <laughs> What's got you riled? What's got me riled? Oh shouldn't really ask me this now <laughs> i look at i had to give up looking at the news there what for no, a while yeah. because i just i, did that I get so ago. angry and i 13 years take, ago yeah i take things personally mm-hmm. and uh the government basically i can't cope with them i just feel like there's no one in charge sometimes in this country and the housing crisis is a disaster mm-hmm. and then the other thing that really got me upset there last week and I, so much so that it just makes me violent is the um new sex education curriculum that they're bringing into the primary schools i think it was Mm. look i just read a few very i couldn't even read the full articles in the irish times because it was just it was inciting violence in me so (laughs) basically it's where the um, catholic church naturally 
because they own all the primary schools in Ireland mm. who said that in the new sex And yet they're all funded by the state. Yeah. yeah. In the new sex ed- education curriculum, they can't teach about same-sex marriage and only, people, only man and a woman can have children and that's just it. That's, they're standing by that. So I, like, it's 2021. I wish someone would start a movement to start, like, eradicating Catholicism from this country. Mm-hmm such a scourge so that really had me riled I just I can't even talk about it I'm so angry and the reality of it is that there's children in that school whose parents are same sex couples yeah but you know what the the worst reality is right is that the majority of the parents in that school are um what's the word don't give a shit I'm looking for the the correct word for that they (laughs) are they they probably aren't practicing Catholics, but they don't Hypocrites, I believe, is the term. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care that their children go to a Catholic school and they'll get dressed up like a wedding day when they're yeah. making their communion. Communion and confirmation. And yeah, all this crack. Yeah. And they just really have no thought about how it's influencing their children and what their children are actually being um, exposed to in school. And it took me the majority of my adult life to dispel the Catholic guilt that was instilled in me. Yeah, my yeah. parents weren't very religious and I was very inquisitive. Like I'd read the Bible by the age of 15. It's yeah. a mental <laughs> shit. I've, I've always loved, uh, I, I remember reading it before, the difference between Christians and atheists is atheists have read the Bible. <laughs> I, uh, isn't it so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, that really got me right, as you can probably tell from my... No, yeah, I'd be the same. Yeah, absolutely, I I did my I did my research on my degree on um, religious beliefs in adolescence, and um, one of the interesting things I read, I think, I think the the paper was from up the north. Um, she had put it across that um, children that have gone through uh, primary schools in Ireland have uh, had their human rights violated because they've been indoctrinated into uh, religious beliefs in school mm-hmm. that they're they're too young to to know any better really yeah oh yeah like it's absolutely like i remember i i often talk about this to my mom and she just kind of she's like you're making that up i'm like i'm absolutely not not making this up i remember being in fifth class and having to do this whole religious exam i had this what was that called does anybody remember that and i had this folder of 500 questions that we had to learn off by heart to do this religious exam who else remembers that? Like, I need to find out. I was in fifth class in primary school and I remember a lot of our time in school was dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. Jesus um, Christ. Maybe it was my teacher in that year, but she used to be a nun. She left the the nunnery. <laughs> I was going to say Convent. profession, but I don't know what you call it. She left, nunnery. She didn't leave Sounds the faith. Like, yeah, yeah. She was still deeply, devoutly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Catholic, but maybe she, maybe it was a thing that you could opt in for, and she decided we were doing it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel your pain. I feel your yeah. pain. All right, that's your smiles, and that's your eyes. Yeah. What uh, about you? What about me? Getting me haircut after yeah. this, so I'm yeah. fuck, I'm I'm clock watching as we record because <laughs> I am absolutely <laughs> fucked today. I have a hair appointment at eleven o'clock. 
then I have to go straight from there. I'm supposed to bring me ma down to Mullingar Hospital, so I have to go straight from the hair appointment up to Tallaght, take James out of school earlier to bring me ma down to Mullingar Hospital. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna lash. I'm lashing through the smiles and riles for myself because <laughs> I can't fucking wait to get my hair cut. So I will be looking <laughs> fresh to fucking death next oh, week. So exciting! Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Um, that's my smiles. Um, this is actually uh, we'll we'll touch on this as as we cover the subject of motivation around writing it down. I have to write shit down otherwise I <laughs> I forget. Peter would be always slagging me going, Oh yeah, on the phone, checking your notes. I was like so I have to <laughs> I actually just have because I'm taking my toe that's my cousin ringing me because I'm actually giving him a lift somewhere after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so, on, yeah. and he's he's after texting me twice and now he's ringing and I said, I'm in a meeting online and he's like, I was only making sure you're up. <laughs> he's in his early twenties, like it's half ten. I'm up since five, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. back for my afternoon nap there like, <laughs> That's actually my royal, my sleep pattern. Um, yeah. my fucking sleep and like I and Ashley says to me all types of like you are the lightest sleeper I've ever met in my entire life like the slightest sound and you know I don't know if it's related to the autism and stuff like that it's just like like you're unreal and I, like I'm awake since quarter past five yeah I'm saying you know once the light comes in that's it I'm literally yeah. up with the birds any oh, sound yeah, yeah, the light too. and that's it yeah. like Remember fucking all? Maybe it's just all, man. No, but I've I've it's always been like that. So yeah, no, I, I've always been like that. I'm a really bad sleeper. Now mm. I don't. There is one particular bird next door to me at the minute who I don't know. <laughs> sounds like cock the oh, shotgun. <laughs> I mean, I've never. I, Surely in the veterinary uh, area, you know, loads of farmers. <laughs> I don't know what he is. Like he makes, like, makes this like unbelievable. Woo! <laughs> what is that? That's just some lad outside your window. <laughs> oh, oh, Michelle. Woo woo. Look at that. The all arse day. is hanging out under the blanket there. Woo woo. <laughs> all day and all night, this is all you can hear from dawn till dusk. And the gas thing was, it's been really bugging me for ages. And my housemate then, my cousin Eva, I said to her, I was like, do you hear that fucking break? And <laughs> once I, since I've like, I brought her attention to it now, it's all Now that's all you like, can hear. Hear him! Oh my God. <laughs> this motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, yeah, so I'm the same. So my my sleep like I'm awake since awake since quarter past five. So and and then I'm the opposite. So like you know I'm much better in the summer, but the the winter time like definitely has an impact on my mood. And uh, so I I bought two things during the week that are should be here today. One is a wake up light for winter. Oh, yeah. 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 And the other one oh. is a sleep mask <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> Try and block out. I've got earplugs. I've got, I'm going to have a sleep mask. And I'm like, I, I need what to do What about it. like a blackout blind? I have. The curtains are there, but it's, I don't know, the light oh, just gets in up at the top. And once, yeah. as soon as I open up and my eyes go, oh, there's light. All right. My brain's like, right, lads, we're up, are we? No, we're not fucking up. Go sleep, dickhead. No, no, look, it's 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 fucking morning time. Come on, it's time to get up. Get up. Shut the fuck up. Let me sleep, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really bad to sleep. I'm not too bad on the days I'm not working. Mm. The last night was an anomaly for me because I'm not working at my real job today. Mm. But normally when I know I've got to get up in the morning, sleep's gone. But I have... Um, my psychiatrist prescribed me alone <laughs> the way you said that psychiatrist as in so-called psychiatrist like, you were only sure of the quotation dealer. marks there I was gonna call her my drug dealer but then I thought that that mightn't be PC but no she's my she's my actual psychiatrist yeah. they are prescribed medication. legal drug dealer yeah I started taking those and Jesus they just they're not, not good gear like yeah 
Yeah. I was getting really weird hangovers from them, like dull headache. Mm. Like if I was taking them every now and again when I was exhausted from lack of sleep, fine. Get a good yeah. night's sleep and I'd be fairly fresh the next day. But if I got into two or three days of them, then I'd be like, do you know? Mm. So don't take sleeping tablets. No, 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 definitely not that. That'll fuck up your shit. So you wanted to talk about you wanted to talk about motivation. That's what we're talking about today. You kind of don't really need to tell you about it because it's it's there in the episode title. It's there in the artwork. Motivation. <laughs> so that's that's what we're talking about today. You spoke about it. You know the lack of motivation. How you've been how you've been feeling. Um, you've also you also mentioned. Um, the depression and stuff like that and you know a lot of both of those are kind of driven by the same thing which is uh, dopamine and when everyone thinks of dopamine you know we think of oh that's 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 the pleasure you know hormone that's that's the pleasure molecule that you know whenever you have a slice of pizza you get loads of dopamine and whenever you have a fucking bag of cocaine you get fucking loads of dopamine <laughs> um and and yes it's involved in pleasure but really what it's involved in is it's involved in wanting and craving um and so it's it's and and a lot of that is driven so our prefrontal cortex the, the bit of your brain right behind your forehead mm. um that's involved in kind of executive functioning and um so for 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 young kids for anyone but young kids you know they're just pure dopamine machines like you know they want everything and they want it now and you know and there's Quick no life. there's no impulse control um yeah. because prefrontal cortex isn't isn't fully formed so the, the you know the, the prefrontal cortex that part of our brain that uh stops us from being just purely pleasure seeking that that helps to control our, our dopamine levels so um with that you know that's what's involved in in motivation you know we need to be motivated to do something and so we need shots of dopamine. Uh, we need we need yeah. to we need to keep that going. And um, so for anyone that's you know for with depression, then your your, your dopamine levels are probably going to be um, fairly low. Um, and it's it's not having that motivation to be able to to be able to do anything. Um, so one of the huge you know as evolutionary we're, we're both <laughs> science nerds we're both you know from an evolutionary point of view you know we get uh, a huge motivator is sex so yeah. you get huge you know, huge dopamine boost in terms of sex and it's a huge motivator uh, every lad will know that <laughs> you never clean as fast and as well as you do when someone's coming over for the ride like <laughs> because you get this whopper fucking boost of dopamine because you know you're going to get sex um, and women you can use that to your to your advantage <laughs> you can go you know well you know well if you paint the sitting room you might get the ride uh, <laughs> but the might the maybe the maybe is a big huge thing because the brain doesn't kind of understand dopamine doesn't understand maybe and this is you know this is kind of a warning to any parents as well don't tell your kids that you you might go to the zoo on saturday you know or don't oh well maybe we'll go to the zoo you will or you won't because the dopamine levels in the brain so what they're getting now is they're getting anticipation and they're getting excited okay and so what happens then and and every parent will notice so you're telling the kids well maybe we'll go to the zoo we might go to the zoo on saturday so they're getting huge dopamine levels at uh, the anticipation of going to the zoo so you turn around then on uh, on the saturday and you go we're we going to the zoo no oh, you said we are no no i said we might go and then the kid fucking crashes oh, yeah. so there's been this huge anticipation and then it's so depleted 
and there's a huge crash then because all the anticipation has been oh and I'm getting all this buzz and I'm getting all this buzz and I'm getting all this buzz and then whack so don't for, for parents don't tell your kids you might bring them to the zoo or you might do this at the weekend or maybe you will you know giving, giving it to them definitively of if you clean your room we will we will we will go to the zoo on Saturday or whatever it may be so that anticipation and that's what dopamine is about it's about novelty seeking so we, we seek out novelty and for people that are you know going to the gym or exercise and stuff like that you get bored I was like ah oh, just you know you're going in doing the same okay. thing day in day out and you just you just can't maintain it you can't maintain the, the motivation so novelty is very important in terms of in terms of being motivated um, so dopamine has us seeking novelty has us seeking pleasure things that we want things that we crave whereas serotonin serotonin is the kind of stabilizer that's 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 kind of associated with contentment so if dopamine is kind of there toward uh, kind of future orientated so that'll motivate you to, to do something you know to get to go to something that's it's involved in something that's in the future serotonin is kind of contentment so that's all about the here and now okay so if you're sitting there with someone you know or you know your partner or family and they're just ah oh, this is I'm loving this now. Ah, oh, yeah. This is this is it now. Let's, this is this is this is it. Like that's that's so, all the serotonin. So if your serotonin levels then are higher, does that affect your motivation? Then is what you're saying? Because you're like, sure, this is grand. Why would I get up and do anything? Yeah, well, they could do. And actually, one of the things uh, in terms of high levels, dopamine. Dopamine is associated with schizophrenia. So they have got really high levels of uh, of dopamine, and a part of part of the, I think the the medication treatment for that is about kind of bringing down the the, the, the dopamine levels on that so uh, it's about dopamine motivation same thing it's about novelty seeking it's about um, so if you're saying then that that's I suppose that's the medical terminology you know mm. it's actually the release of dopamine which yeah. is a hormone in our brain yeah. that helps us get that helps us motivate ourselves mm, mm. so and then how do we then seek our motivation so you were saying as humans usually we're driven by the you know the basic instinct to find a mate yeah yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> but like mate, maybe there are other things so yeah i find like i'm always torn between this do you know before you'd be like before the pandemic mm. when we used to do things you'd like you'd be motivated if you were <laughs> going things, out for a coffee right yeah you get motivated to get dressed have a shower mm. wash your hair like i'm bringing this very basic because yeah yeah good one it's a societal norm you can't go out not wearing clothes or, yeah. you know, unkempt. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To, you kind of maybe want to look nice so you mm. feel better. Yeah. Um, so is it just, are we, do we have to just get back to those basic things or are we supposed to be like, no, but I should be happy with everything as it is. Like, yeah, well, well, you kind of touched on it there and and, uh, and also a big, a big influencer on motivation is social judgment. So yeah. you said, you know, there's days where you kind of have to convince yourself, okay, fucking brush your hair have a shower, I need to go out and do one of the, the vet space videos or whatever it may be. That's a motivator. Yeah. And it's also based around social judgment. Yeah. Because if yeah, people yeah. see me, they're going to fucking hack a horror. <laughs> so the fear of what it's people may focus. think about us is, that's a huge motivator. So on any other day, you may not be able to motivate yourself to do that. I suppose I find personally, it's less the fear of what people will think of me rather than it's, an expected um, 
I guess I treat face to face like a job, so I wouldn't turn up to work like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? so yeah, yeah. Now you could be, again. You could, could turn up to yeah. work like that. I I try and be professional about it, yeah. so I'm putting on that professional front, which is ma- I'm making myself do it. Some days I'm physically not able to. You know, mm. I'm like today's a sleeping day. Yeah, go washing my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, and that's okay. Yeah. But I I I find that I think it's I think people. In general, anyone I talk to at the moment are really finding it hard to motivate themselves. They yeah. just are like, "Oh my god, I'm because yes, what's the point? I don't want to do anything." That is yeah. that it? Is that just yeah. what it all boils down to? Like, yeah, that, and a part of it, a part of it's also the lack of purpose, the lack of meaning. Yeah, I remember I remember with a client, a discussion with a client, and he's like, "Jesus, slept there the other afternoon for four or five or six hours or something." I went down to my mass, like, "Why the fuck didn't you wake me?" She's like, "For what? For yeah. what have you to be up for?" <laughs> yeah, you know it's that lack of purpose that that we're all feeling yeah. at the moment. That's well, what's it's how, how can you be motivated? Motivated to do what? And then you feel guilt. Then if you do yeah, have that, of course. Nap, you're like, yeah, oh yeah. my god, I just slept for two hours in the yeah. middle of the day. Did I yeah. even see me? I, and I had to say it, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's like, and what? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But like that, you know, you're kicking the shit out of yourself. Oh, yeah. fucking wasting two hours. Oh, well, well, why? Why are we going to watch a Netflix? Like. <laughs> you know it's it's so hard and obviously you know that lack of motivation at the minute is is massive for for everyone and you know I was joking to her saying you know you you know the fear of judgment around uh, you know what people think and not yes. want people to see in that particular way but having having a social incentive is huge as motivation uh, and, I, and I kind of I yeah. did it on the podcast uh, there before Christmas I, I used the podcast as an incentive to lose weight yeah, you know, it was it was holding me accountable. Yeah, and I was like, oh fucking shit, like you know, I have, oh I may now and nope, I'm not gonna have that thing when I come in from work, like you know, and it was, and like that is because I fucking thousands of people holding me accountable here, and because they were, and that that social part of our brain is gone. Oh yeah, you didn't do it. I had I had a client there a few months ago mentioned on the podcast, and you know she was like, no, I need. I need something to hold me accountable. Like, you know, she was doing work with a personal trainer or something, or she was doing a fitness class and it had stopped. And she's like, I said, well, let's, why don't we do, why don't we use this? You know, if we want to yeah. use this, you know, you're back in in two weeks. Uh, so I was like, well, okay, what's, um, you know, what's, what's a realistic amount of weight you can lose in the next two weeks that you'd be happy with? And yeah. she was like, um, I think she said like four pounds or something like that. Okay, two pounds a week. Is, is that doable? Yeah, that's doable. Okay, right. Uh, and she came in then and I think she lost six or something like that you know she she, but like that it was yeah but it was with that incentive of I'll have to go in here now and you, you, she knew I was going to, well how'd you get on and of course obviously I'm not going to judge her but yeah. you know her expectation of the judgement around what I might say was motivator and the same for, same for me with the podcast so motivation and having a social incentive and someone to hold you accountable can be can be very I, good for I find like I quite like helping people like I would do something to help like I I'm really shit to do things for myself really bad do you know what I mean mm. like if someone said to me I'm really overweight I need help like can you just do this with me I'd be like absolutely yeah, I am yeah, there yeah. like I would be Mrs. Motivation <laughs> every day right I'd be like woo Oh, you yeah <laughs> leg warmers like, you know but if I like my doctor saying you're overweight you need to lose weight mm. and you've got high cholesterol what are you at and yeah. I'm just like 
Yeah, I don't care. Like, oh, maybe I'll go for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that for myself. Yeah. So what? That called. Yeah. So what? The, what the problem is there is we usually avoid negative things, obviously. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a perfect example of it. So your doctor saying to you, "Well, you're going to die." But I don't. I don't want to <laughs> think about. I don't want to think about dying. Yeah. So that's that's not really, and it's the same as smokers. You know, you know, you can get lung cancer, and the, you know, to rationalise it, go well. You know, me, me fucking father, he lived to a hundred. He smoked every day, no filters. You know, or I'm sure you have to die someday, and all this kind of thing. So negative reinforcement and punishment kind of doesn't really work. Yeah. So, but focusing on what's to be gained from what you're doing. So, you know, an example like that of losing weight. Well, what's to be gained? Well, uh, okay, I might fit my clothes better. I might. I'm writing this like down. My- this is free therapy. Right <laughs> <laughs> As I'm going to keep you on the podcast, dude. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get the free shit. Focus on positives. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. It's yeah, really good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So, so more of a focus on the positive of what's to be gained um, by it rather than the, the, the negative side of it because we don't want to think of the negative side uh, so we just block that out but if you think well okay what am I going to gain by doing this well I'm going to lose weight uh, I'm going to feel healthier my clothes are going to fit better I'm going to like myself maybe more if I look when I look at myself in the mirror um, I'm going to feel more confident um, things like that so it's, it's all about focusing on that, that positive side rather than the um, the negative, the negative side of it. You see, that's my default brain. Is that you see? So like, that's how I was. You know, it, it's taken me a long, long time to try and change those default behaviors. So, but I would do that. I'd be like, if I don't do this now, I'm just going to keep being fat. I'll still be fat tomorrow, and then yeah, yeah. And then I get this into the cycle of like yeah. feeling shit, and then I'm like, now I'm having a kebab for dinner because it's yeah. the only thing I can. But in in right all now. of that, even even in your language, there, everything you're saying is fat, fat. 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 <laughs> yeah. You're just reinforcing fat. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah. swap that out. Start yeah. thinking about the positives. Yeah. And look, you know, people that have heard, you know, I'm not one for toxic positivity or something. But all you're doing is reinforcing fat. Yeah. All your brains are in fat, fat, fat. And, you know, but, you know, you are whatever you tell yourself you are. Yes. So as long as you're telling yourself you're fat, you're fat. You know, and, this, and and similarly, like, you know, and again, for, for motivation of, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. Okay. If you tell yourself you won't do it or you can't do it, you won't do it. If you continue to tell yourself you can do it, you will do it. Like, it's so simple when someone just breaks it down for you, like, isn't it? Mm. When someone says that, it's like, that makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> How did I not know that? Yeah. <laughs> But because like that, because you don't hear yourself, you don't hear yourself fat, fat, no. fat. You know, I heard it there in those few sentences. Oh, yeah. it's something fat, something, something, something fat, something, something fat. Yeah. Um, and I'm a joker, you see. So like, that's my defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like I deflect with humor. So yeah. I'm like, I've got all these problems, but it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, and that's you know pure I mean? Irish, I guess. That's, yeah. Uh, you're not alone in that. Uh, yeah. But in, in that, so like, so I haven't using that social incentive of, um, like saying to your friend, okay, look, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, let's, let's, we'll use motivation and we'll use motivation on the weight loss as, as a something, you know, you can. As an example. Yeah. So you say to your friend, okay, I want to, you know, I'm really going to try and lose some weight here now. Or, you know, you have your friend or your cousin around the couch to 5K. Someone else is there to hold you accountable. 
Yeah. And someone that you trust and someone who, um, you know, you don't want you don't want someone to blow smoke up your arse up the whole time. Like, she's your grand. She's your fucking like. She's your suit you like. You know, she'll have the fucking kebab. That's that's grand now and again. But you also want someone to go to hold you accountable go and remind you, okay, what are you doing this for? Okay, you're doing this for your health. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a ring in the morning. Uh, or I'm going to, like like you would do for someone else. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be Mr. Motivator. I'll go with you. We, you know, we, we'll head out early in the morning. Um, there's that That's a double-edged sword. So you want to limit how many people y- y- you use for that. So what can happen then is, um, like if you, if you go around telling everyone that you're going to write a book, you're going to get so much dopamine from telling people that. that you're writing a book that people start to see you then as oh he's writing a book <laughs> and your dopamine levels drop so you may never even write the book <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you're like ah oh, never did that yeah yeah so so you know one or two one or two people to uh, to tell it to and they can check yeah. in with you and, I, and I've, I've done this so many times with with uh, therapy um, for with clients I was like you know well you know do you want me to check in with you next week around that? Oh yeah, do yeah. No, I want I want you to know. Um, and I'll just check in with them. And obviously, there's no judgment for me. So you don't want someone to blow smoke up your arse the whole time, but you want you want someone to kind of hold you accountable. And that's that's that social. That's the social part of our brain that's uh, utilizing that. Uh, yeah, like I always know, even at work and things like I. I'm a real good cheerleader for other people. Mm. I'm so shit at doing it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know and, what I mean? You know, it's like yes, you can. Don't worry. Don't panic. Take your yeah, time. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah. And I could and in your own head, capable. you're kicking the bollocks out of yourself. Yeah, but like, I, but I can say that to someone else. I'm like, no, you're grand. Take your time. You can do this. You're well able. You know, and then like, I'm like, you're shit. Can't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you're in your funny. head. You're going, you're such a fucking fraud. You won't do that. <laughs> yeah. You give it all of that shit, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. so another another thing to in terms of your goal or motivation is is the goal your own are, are you doing this for yourself or are you doing it because someone else wants you to do it that's something i really struggle with i'm always like why what why am i doing this yeah yeah i i've, I've often had that i've often questioned my motivations about things and i'm like mm. why am i doing this yeah we had we had Connor on around um, around addiction, and I had made the point that something I had learned in working working in the addiction center that I work up in in, in Tallaght that the lads will tell you that unless you're going into treatment for yourself, you're at nothing. Yeah, you know, and and this is this is what's called uh, intrinsic motivation. So intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation. So extrinsic motivation is when, you know, you're, you're motivated to do it uh, because of something outside of yourself. So, you know, when someone says, OK, well, if if you do this, I will give you that. Or if if you don't do this, I will I will punish you. So when it's yeah. kind of when it's when it's motivated by external factors such as reward or punishment, that's extrinsic. Um, yeah. and that's coming from outside of yourself and usually that's not really maintainable um, right. and, and this, this goes to what the lads were saying so what really what you're looking for is um, intrinsic. intrinsic motivation so that's coming from yourself um, that you're doing it because it's the right thing to do or it feels good to do it for yourself not because of what someone else is doing the majority of people probably do a lot of their do most of their things for someone else don't oh, they of course yeah like, it's all this extrinsic oh, so if you're uh, I'll work very hard so I can have this deadly car so 
someone thinks I'm class. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. That's yeah. it. And that's all extrinsic. Competing yeah. in sports, extrinsic to win awards. Yeah. Uh, you know, cleaning the house so your parents won't give out to you. Extrinsic. Um, yeah. So how do we then focus on the intrinsic? Because that, to me, is... Well, do it, do it because you enjoy it. And I think, um, you know, I, I certainly relate to it as, yeah. you know, someone that, you know, I never went to college straight after school. Um, so when I did go to college, that was intrinsically driven because it was something yeah. I was interested in. And I was motivated to do it because it was something I was interested in. Whereas yeah. in, when you're in school, you have to perform so you don't get punishment or you don't get given out to by yeah. your parents or you don't get detention it's not coming from yourself it's not doing it well yeah. do this to learn do this because you know this is an enjoyable thing that you're interested in it's um it, it's something else it's it's all from outside of you so when you can do that as you know well i do this because this is a fascinating subject um like like this you know the podcast is you know this is work you know uh but i do it for that greater thing of going well you know you're giving you're giving free advice to people which can hopefully help them and you know, there's, yeah. you know, that's there's purpose and meaning in that. Then, um, yeah. and look, if there's extrinsic rewards as a result of that, whether clients or I get booked for stuff and stuff like that, then, you know, that that that's that will come. That's a bonus, but that's not yeah. that's not why it's that's not why it's done. Um, so yeah, finding that difference between the intrinsic motivation and extrinsic, and find a reason for doing it. Um, you know, so cleaning the house. Well, it's nice to have a nice house. You know, you're sitting there and you go, that's ah, grand, and everything is. I was clean and like that now, nice tidy space. Things like that, you know, is is, is different. Um, another thing that helps writing it down. Um, to do lists are good, but again, to add to add the um, asterisks around, not too many things on your list, because then it's just overwhelming. Yeah. So you look at this to do list, and there's twenty five things, and they're like, oh fuck me, like. You know, look at everything and you do two things. Oh, for fuck's sake, look at everything I've still to fucking do. I'm never going to get this finished. Yeah, I'm really bad. If I have a lot to do, I'm like, I end up doing none of it. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Today, because then I like work it up in my head and I'm like, actually, I'm calling all that off till tomorrow now because my yeah, 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 yeah. Out, out so much. Yeah. So, you know, you can have, you know, as a separate list, maybe have your 20 things, but daily have a list with maybe two to three things. Yeah. So then you can look at it and you can take it off and go, you know, all right, oh, cool. Jeez, I did did, did those three things on my list there today. Whereas you're not looking and going, fuck me, there's 22 other things I haven't done. (laughs) Um, And you know what? It is very satisfying um, when you do achieve a couple of things in a day. Yeah, to write it down and even to tick it off or scribble it off, that's psychologically satisfying. Yeah, it is. There's a a, a sense of achievement there going, I did that now. And that has sound delighted with that there now. And especially so, if you have been procrastinating on it. Yeah, then yeah. It really makes you realize you're like, why was I putting that off for days? It wasn't that hard at all. Yeah. You know? And then you feel so good. You're like, I could have felt had I could have had that done now days ago instead of. Yeah, but then what are you doing? It. You're going into beating yourself up again. Back into yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm such the, a creature of it. The negative self-talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that, because it's achievable. Um and like for me and again one of the things as well is work to your strengths so i'm better in the morning you know i'm better to get it over and done with when i was doing my when i was doing my degree when i was doing my master's dissertation i would uh, i'd have my laptop and a bag of books beside my bed 
So as soon as I woke up, I just reach over, grab the laptop, start writing. Doing stuff. Yeah. So whatever, you know, if I didn't do anything else for the rest of the day, well, at least I did that hour. I did that. It was done. Yeah. It was, and, and because I know, and I, I remember a job I worked with before, you know, I used to get up in the morning, I'd meditate, go to the gym, then go into work. Um, and the days when I wouldn't go to the gym in the morning, I'll go in there after work. Like, fuck would I go in there after work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking never did. But, you know, when, when it was done and then it was over and done with. Yeah. And then you don't feel as bad then if you don't do anything that evening because, well, at least I did that that yeah, little bit like, there oh, this morning. Or, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so you can you can take take the pressure off yourself um, around that. So writing your lists, uh, but smaller lists. You know, if there is a big yeah. list, write everything down, have that as a separate list, then have a separate list of smaller um, uh, achievable uh, pieces on it. One of the other... Um, one of the other things you want to do around any kind of goal or any kind of motivation is um, you want to make it make sure it's achievable. So it's, you know it's it's okay to have a to have a dream. Okay, my dream is to uh, to be a a millionaire. That's airy fairy like. That's fucking out in the ether. You know, set a goal. Okay, well, how am I going to make that happen? Well, first get a fucking job <laughs> you know yeah. work toward earning a million or, or develop a skill that you know may put you on the path to become a millionaire so you know make it make it specific um, and as rather than just this abstract concept of oh well I, I, I want to be a millionaire or oh I want to um, I want to achieve this or you know whatever it may be well, and okay. then being disappointed when, you, when you're not exactly six because months, but you didn't do anything to get yeah there. yeah so for for um, anyone familiar with choice theory and reality therapy um, they have a, they have a very good acronym which I found has always been um, has always been helpful so if you got your pen and paper yeah <laughs> yeah SAMIC S-A-M-I-C right Okay, and as you apply this to your as you apply this to your goals, uh, you want to make it simple. Yeah. You want to make it attainable. Yeah. Measurable. Yeah. And immediate. And consistent. So simple like that. Make it simple. You know, if okay, you know, if we take it back to the weight loss. Okay, I want to lose uh, four stone. That's too big. You know, let's make it yeah. simple. Can you lose two pounds this week? Yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. Okay, what to do? Oh, actually, geez, I lost four pounds this week. Brilliant. Okay, think you can lose two pounds next week. You know, that's simple. Three stone, like four stone. smart objectives in business. You yeah, like yeah, you do that yeah. In business all the time. So it's attainable. Four yeah. pounds this week, two pounds this week. That's attainable. Is it manageable? You know, I want to lose four stone. Is Okay, well, is that is that achievable with your work schedule is that achievable with the fact that you've got kids is that you know you have to have to bring that back you know I yeah, remember that might to, be achievable in the time scale you've set but it might exactly, be longer exactly yeah yeah so because otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure like I wanted to lose four pounds within a matter or I want to lose four stone but I'm have to put up two pounds this week oh fuck it that's sure that's there's no fucking point like yeah okay. that's over now call it yeah off. and that's that's the other thing as well particularly on weight of, well reset Okay, you had a bad day yesterday or you, you had a fry this morning. Doesn't mean you have to have pizza then this evening. You can reset. 
because oh, sure, that's a fucking that's the day gone now sure I might as well eat all the fucking chocolates or sure I had a bad week sure I might as well finish out the week now and I'll start again then on Monday you can, you can start again now yeah that's I always have to tell myself that yeah yeah. I'm getting better at it but I, I, I still have to like say it and I'm like so it doesn't matter yeah yeah moving on having a salad for lunch yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah very good well I think that that was really really useful information yeah. I mean I am absolutely delighted because I'm after getting a heap of free <laughs> <laughs> no charge buddy no charge <laughs> I'll be laughing now when I get the bill in the post tomorrow no, no, <laughs> no, right. no. Um, that was really really useful and like it's so funny because it all seems so simplistic when you say it yeah. you know, when you say it it's like makes so much sense but yeah. it is important I think to write write it down and make a plan like there's definitely a couple of things there that I'm going to be applying yeah. to my life going forward from today <laughs> yeah and look uh, look it's it's a difficult subject to cover because it's all so subjective like you know yes, so you know absolutely. which is why you know you would mention the weight loss like well okay well let's use that as a yeah as a teachable tool rather than oh well you can do this you know putting out these vague yeah, kind of things we're not telling like, you how to motivate yourself to write a book like yeah apply it in simple terms that we can yeah. all and, and the important thing is to start everyone thinks well when I'm motivated then I'll start it doesn't work that way it works either way. When you start, you'll start you'll start to feel motivated. We love our science. Pure physics. Objects in motion stay in motion unless acted upon by an external force. Objects at rest stay at rest unless acted upon by an external force. Once you get moving, it's easier to stay moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter, and it's like it's the simplest thing. What's the smallest thing you could do that will make you feel that you that you achieve something? something yeah yeah well uh i'll take a shower that's it take a shower oh yeah you've, you've achieved that yeah that's right re- i've started doing that as well like yeah. especially since lockdown i'm like right mm. little things yeah one and, and usually usually what happens then okay i had a shower i oh, fucking i should put my makeup on or sure i'll do my hair there now and i should look i'm fucking dressed now oh maybe i'll see if such and such is around you know you stay you stay in motion things start creeping in then. yeah but it starts by that simple it starts with the simple thing of starting first so you want to be a writer just write something doesn't matter what it is just fucking write blah 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 the fucking the bloody blah 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 and then he went to the church and the church oh all right okay i'm in the church now okay and next you know and, and then you're then you're going you know yeah yeah but so yes. the motivation is it's the result of action it's not the cause of it so just get started in the smallest in the smallest way um that you can Stick so a schedule for it. of today's story is start something. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. If that's making your breakfast, brushing your hair, cutting the grass. Yeah. I don't know. You've done something. Yeah. Start something. Whatever yeah. it is, start yeah. something and that will help. I suppose to, to, to leave you with a closing thought then uh, around motivation. I remember seeing something before that um, when the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it. Yeah. So the pain of not being a writer becomes greater than the pain of actually doing it. Yeah, that's a very poignant and profound. A drop of knowledge. Very good. Ordinarily, at this point, P comes in right at the end and he goes, and the music you're about to hear, a big shout out to Fiona Bryan, FOB Beats. You can check him out on Facebook. He gives <laughs> a shout out to everyone else. Um, 
I'd have to I'd have to get a bit more professional on on on, on, that, on that front. So I'd have to give a shout out to Aideen who helped design some of the social media stuff. Shout out to Fionn for FOB Beats for the music you hear at the start, the music you hear at the end, and a shout out to you, Slippy Helen. Thank Cheers, you. buddy. How was that? How was your How was your first one? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it went okay. Like I just kind of forget shit. that we're doing a podcast, so that's what we want. It's unlikely that I will listen back to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just to make sure everyone else does. <laughs> oh no, I will. Yeah, no, I'll put it on my story. Like I, I, I just feel like afraid. You know, like God, I, I think people will. I don't know. Don't be afraid like, to fail. It's just me yeah, sorry, telling my sorry to fuck up. Tell it random shit about myself, which is yeah. You know. Mental health. Street talk, mental health. Street talk, mental health.